Cassie, how are you, my dear? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good too. Welcome to the show. It feels like it's been forever since we've done one. I know. Have we done one since we've been back? Yeah, we did one. I know. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. Right? Yes. Well, I have to do one little quick. Uh, I just want to do a shout out to what happened here in the Dallas area. Well, what happened in the Dallas area this week. So at the Allen Mall shooting, I feel like we can't have a podcast without addressing that and saying something about that. So sending our heart, soul, love to all the families effective, um, affected by it. I know it's hit me pretty hard, right? Uh, just because our babies are being killed and there's things that are happening. And so I just wanted to send that out to the families who are involved, everybody there who's involved who are now suffering, the first responders who had to see all that. So we send love and support and there has to be something, something has to be done. So, and we'll end that on that note. But other than that, we have a really cool show today, but before we even introduce her and get started, we like to do our little shameless plug segment. So I'm going to let Cassie go first. What's your shameless plug today, Cassie? Um, so I, I guess my, my, my biggest thing that I, so I do the websites, the websites, logo design, branding materials. Um, specifically, I do work with the spiritual light workers. And, and I guess my, my biggest thing right now is um, I, I have been busy. <laughs> so busy. I'm like, so her kudos. Her business is booming, and she has got some pretty phenomenal clientele now. Yes. So she's doing fabulous, darling, fabulous. So if I could recommend her to anybody, I definitely would. Even outside the spiritual community, right now you're even branching out outside the spiritual community. So absolutely, congratulations to you. Thank you so much. And me, I still walk both lines. I'm still corporate America and the spiritual community. But as far as the spiritual community, what's going on with me? I'd love to share. So. Book is still on sale. You can be a medium on Amazon. We are at almost 481 books sold. So we are getting close to my 500 goal mark before September. Super, super exciting. So if you're interested in hearing about my story, even if you don't want to be a medium, you're interested in listening about healing and what I've had to overcome to step into my mediumship um, career, it's all in the book. And so I um, encourage you to purchase it. It's pretty uplifting and amazing if I have to say so myself. Yes. And then what else do I have? March 21st, I have a class in Louisville, Texas. I'll be going back to Texas March 21st and doing a psychic development. Perfect. And a mediumship development. And there's the flyer for April, but it's really in May, May. God, why do I say March? I'm you sorry. said March, April, May. March, April, May. It's the last, isn't it like that last sun at that last weekend? Yeah, the 21st of May. May 21st. I even have notes right now so I can remember. Um, yeah, so I'm doing it like once a month because I'm in here between Charlotte and Dallas. And so I've committed to once a month coming back to Dallas and teaching my Dallas people again. And so the classes have been like full and amazing. So I encourage anybody locally who wants to develop, come out and play with us. It's a lot of fun. Then I am super excited to announce um, the launch of my own show. Sorry, Cassie. I love this one too, but we are going to launch my own show. It'll be Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern. It's called The Soul's Journey. It's on Bold Brave TV Network. I will be posting after this show on my Facebook page, announcing it, where you can watch it, how you can watch me, and if you want to be a guest, how to get in touch with me. So Again, it's called The Soul's Journey with Tracy Escobar, and I am really excited. 
the gist is a little bit different, although it's spiritual and magical. We talk about real life stuff and the soul's journey here on earth and what these lessons mean. And some of them are pretty hard lessons. Take the take the shooting that happened this week and why, you know, and I know a lot of people are asking why, why, why? If there's a God, why? Especially, um, there were three babies killed that day. That's crazy to me. Little kids, two little girls and a little boy and his parents. And just so sad to me, like targeting little kids like that. It's just anyway. So we're going to talk about some hard stuff. What leads us here? Mental health, gun control, estrangement, you name it. We're going to talk about it. I'm tired of being quiet. So that's the gist of the show. So join me. You can follow me on my Facebook page and read all about it. But let's move on. What's today's show about, Cass? Who do we have today? Um, so today we have Ronnie Ryan. Um, she is an intuitive. She has been a love coach for 20 years. years. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she's just, a, I, I, this is actually a guest that um, I booked uh, quite a long time ago. She has been a guest on a, on a previous podcast of mine and she and I had a good chance to meet um, during some of our networking events um, previously during COVID. And she's just a fa absolutely fabulous woman. Um, so welcome to Metaphysical Happy Hour, Ronnie. Hello, Ms. Ronnie Ryan. Hi. Hello. What a cool name, Ronnie Ryan. Oh, Sounds like a, like a stage name, Ronnie Ryan. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to channel my stage presence now. Ronnie Ryan, I love that name. So welcome thank to our you. show. I'm excited to be here. We already have people, we already have people coming on on Facebook. We we broadcast on Facebook and YouTube, right? So anybody who has questions, please feel free to leave us questions. You can ask Ronnie anything. She's an open book. She's ready to answer all the questions, all the questions. But before that, hello Krista, hello everybody, hello Lisa. So everyone's starting to come in. Ronnie, if you can see them, go to your comment section on the right hand side, and you'll be able to see people's comments as well. Did you find oh. it? Yay. You can see everybody popping in to say hello. Oh, to you. okay. There you Very go. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Sandra. So hello, everybody. So, Ronnie, let's get started. Why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Who are, Who is Ronnie Ryan? What a mystery. And what mark <laughs> is she making on this world? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have been a dating coach for 20 years that's crazy uh-huh yes it, it is and i have a lot of stories to tell <laughs> and you know while i was doing that i was doing other things because so many of us are eclectic and i certainly was always involved in the spiritual world and um more recently i've shifted gears to do business intuitive and past life reader but i still have some dating coaching clients so yeah. um you know i'm i still got my finger in all the pies was your dating coaching not spiritually related? Was that something you did before you became spiritual or was it married together? <laughs> I'm a little, so, no, I'm going to say, yes, it's very spiritual, but was not advertised as such okay. because I, you know, I've been, um, in the spiritual arena for a very long time and we're not going to name them we're not going to say okay how okay, long that long but, um so i used a lot of law of attraction a lot of mindset work a lot of energy work yeah. and that kind of thing but i also did down and dirty practical dating coaching stuff like rewrite your profile and okay. tell you don't write that in a text and let that guy go he's not the right one you know so i 
I really juggle both worlds really well. I'm super practical and down to earth, and I'm woo woo. And you're woo woo. <laughs> there you go. And you recently, made, I don't know how recent it was because we just started chatting right before we got onto the show, but you've made the decision to kind of direct your business more towards the woo woo. Yes. Correct. So tell us what you're doing now. What are you specializing in? What what woo woo realm are you in? Okay. So I also have an MBA. <laughs> I was a marketing consultant for a long time and I also was a copywriter. So I'm using those skills combined with the intuitive channeling, that kind of stuff to help career women and business women find the magic in their business and life. And so I just shifted gears a little bit to a little broader audience, basically. But yeah, a lot of it's about decision making. Sometimes it's really hard to make those business decisions and you do all your due diligence and your, your analysis and your research, and then you still can't decide, right? So, so that's you what you call me. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you, get, you check in with the spirit world to see what's got the best energy, what resonates with you the most and what's got the most potential for you and that kind of thing. So yes. you talk, you know, I was researching it before we got on and too, and you talk a lot about magic. I'm a magic girl too, because I just think this world is so magical and full of magic. And you call yourself a magic seeker. So tell the little listeners a little bit about why magic inspires you. What do you mean by magic? And yeah. Okay. So for me, magic is a lot about synchronicity. Love that. Yes. yes. I love when things just magically happen and you hear something over here and then you, you find out about it the next day and you're like, why does this keep coming up? And there's a message in that for you. So I've been, um, that's my kind of magic. And I've been a seeker of magic for a long time. But in addition to that, it turns out that I've, over the years, have been doing a lot of things that are tradition, that are kind of based in traditional magic, but I never trained, studied, or read about it or anything. They were just things I did, you know? So okay. I wrote little charms, which are like songs to help manifest and I did a variety of things and I never knew. And then I got a magic coach. I worked with a magic coach for a year and she was like, oh, that's magic. Oh yeah, that's magic. Oh yeah, that's magic. <laughs> and I was like, what? So I didn't realize that I was doing things. It must've been from a past life, right? Right, right. It must be. Many past lives where, I, you know, I went through the whole thing, burned, you know, all that. All, all that stuff. Up, burned the stake. Oh yeah. Yeah. I dropped off, you know, all the good stuff. All the fun of the past life uh, journey, right? Yes. I'm an admirer of synchronicities, too. I look back at my life, and I don't know if you've done this, but I don't think there was any coincidences. Everything happened just the way I think it needed to happen to get me exactly where I'm at today. And I go and I call it the breadcrumbs, right? That yes. life, life, if you follow the breadcrumbs, like that had to happen for this to happen, and that had to happen for this to happen. It's just crazy some of the decisions I've made. I feel we're spiritually led because I wouldn't have been able to do something unless I had done that. Like, it's just yes. me. Like, yes. Right? Yeah, I completely agree. And, mm -hmm. and that's why when I was a dating coach and I was talking to people and they were very upset about this relationship or that, that went wrong or yeah. whatever. And how do they waste this time? I'm like, you know, that's one way to look at it. But another way to look at it is everything that you've been through brings you to where you are today. And sometimes it makes you even stronger and exactly. smarter. And wiser. So I always feel like don't look back, just look forward and, you know, leverage everything you've learned. 
Exactly. And that's perspective, right? I teach perspective yes. as well. And sometimes we have to, you know, zoom out of our perspective and zoom out just a little bit to see like maybe the bigger perspective and let's right and get out of the victim mentality and figure out, okay, this yeah. happened, but how can I make good of what happened or how can it better my life? Right. So perspective is everything. So I teach that too. I teach a lot of perspective. Um, so I'm glad that you do as well, but I'm sure that came in handy with your dating business too yes. and mindset yes. work, you know? Yes. 80% of my readings that come for psychic readings are all about love, right? Yeah. So although yeah. I'm not a love coach, I see, I feel like I do it a lot just because that's where people come to us for readings for. They want to know if they're the one, if that's their soulmate, right? Did you get a lot of that? Well, I worked at Psychic Fairs a very long time ago. Yeah, me too. You want to, this is a really good story. So my girlfriend was uh, running Psychic Fairs and I was just doing past life readings. And one night she said, Oh my gosh, it's going to be a huge night and two psychics didn't come tonight. So you have to be a psychic. I'm like, what? No. What? She goes, yes, you have to be a psychic. I'm not a psychic. You have to be a psychic. So back and forth, she won. I was like, no, no, I can't do it. I can't. So there were 24 spots that you could do in one night. I did 22 readings. Oh my Lord. For not in being a psychic, night. that's pretty good. I, I, I became a psychic because <laughs> you know what? There were 15 minute readings and there was no time to doubt myself. There so it was actually, it was terrifying, but it was, you know, jumping into the fire. And so under pressure, I had to perform. Uh, you Nobody know, asked for their money back. <laughs> I know. And I teach, I teach a lot of new people who are getting in on their journey. And I tell them sometimes psychic fairs are the best training ground, right? Because you have no time to be nervous except. Yes. You know, when I first started doing psychic fairs, I don't know how many times I called in sick because I was so nervous about going and so sick. And yeah, I'll, I'm not even kidding, right? It was so nerve wracking, but sometimes you just swallowed it. You just were so nervous and you just go in, you sit down, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through the day, but it happens, right? So those were probably some of the best readings because you just, you don't have time to think. You don't have time to be in your head. Yes. You just say yes. what you're getting, yes. right? You have to trust yourself. And the other hard thing is that sometimes nothing will come until you start talking. You got to say it. You got to get the flow going. Because if you don't say the first thing, you're not getting the rest of it. Right? Nothing else coming. It's like for new baby mediums, I call it the drip. You guys are just waiting for something to drip in. So you got to initiate the conversation sometimes. <laughs> you got to start, right? I tell them the same thing. You know, another thing. And that's why I just believe practice, practice, practice. We can do as much training as you want, right? I spent probably four years in intense training. But until you get out there and practice it and create your own like Rolodex of things and experiences, like that's, yeah. that's the meat of it. And that's what you really have to do. There was a time on TikTok where I was involved in some controversy and it made me spike in the number of followers I was getting. And I probably in one month did like 100 readings. But let me tell oh. you, I went from two or three readings a month to over a hundred, but that was the best training for me because I no longer meditated for an hour between readings. I could right. no longer do any of that, right? And now people are paying me. So I was like, oh, I just gotta go in and I just gotta do it, you know? And it's been the most amazing. And now I don't even sweat a reading anymore. I'm like, okay, I've done this. I can do this, right? So the best training is practice, practice, practice. So psychic fairs are great for any of you who are new, who wanna get out there and do that. Now you say you do past life and Akashic, those are yep. the two probably things I struggle in my own blue spiritual box the most 
because I can't prove it. I am such an analytical woo-woo. Ah. I am the least woo-woo probably of the woo-woo because I want to prove it. And that's why I think I enjoy mediumship so much because I can kind of prove, right? That yeah. there's love yes. after death. Evidence. So tell us yeah. about why past lives for you. Why Akashic Records? What made you be drawn to those modalities? Okay. So the truth is when I started on my journey, I was always, I've always been interested in ancient history, first of all, okay. since I was really young. And uh, when I, I, I had a corporate job and I got laid off and I gleefully took my <laughs> severance and went to Hawaii. And, no, then, <laughs> and then I decided to just plunge in and take a ton of classes. Yep. And so one of the first classes I took was a past life class okay. and I was in it for an entire year. And so what we learned or what I learned from that was going back is the same as going forward is the same as present day. The skill is actually from my perspective, the same. Yes. So I learned how to do this before there was a Linda Howe in her book or any certifications or trainings. There was no such thing. Edgar Casey did talk a little bit about the Akashic records and stuff. But, the, you know, you just learned it. It's just, you just did it. You learned it. And so we did it for a year with the same six women and the same teacher, which okay. created incredible confirmation. Because okay. we got to really know each other. Yeah. And we trusted each other. And so we really learned because, as you know, group work, you learn exponentially. You learn so much faster in a group. So we got really good at looking at each other's past lives and understanding the threads of how that connects to today. So I, I just, I don't know. I just, I still love it. And one of the most amazing readings that I did was for um, a woman who, uh, like she was like 24, 25, a Japanese woman. Cause I could see, cause they had to bring their name. They brought a little slip of paper with their name up. You know, when you worked at the psychic fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she wanted to know what was her most recent past life. Okay. How did and you do so that? I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, she died as, in Pearl Harbor as a sailor, a na you know, the U.S. Navy. Navy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so I said, I told her, and then she said, but why am I so afraid of like, fireworks and loud noises and i'm like well you know you died from the bombing of pearl harbor and i'm terrified of the water i'm afraid i'm gonna drown well you died in pearl harbor but i was just so impressed with her spirit because here is this navy sailor yeah sitting in front of me who was brave enough to not only come back very quickly yeah. But come back as a woman and come back Japanese to understand. From a, talk about the bigger perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was just, I was uh, astonished and impressed and just thinking about what a brave spirit. And, you know, maybe that's how it always is. But that was like unbelievably close. So. Yeah. Well, they say, don't they? I mean. We're here to learn, right? And this is yeah. our soul's journey. The name of my new show. Anyway, it's a soul's journey. So doesn't it make sense in a past life, in order to get it, we have to do the opposite, like 
if I was abused in a past life, am I the abuser here, right? To get the different perspective from a soul, talking from a soul, it's hard to say all this when you're talking from a human perspective, but from the soul's perspective. Well, it's possible you already have been abused. Right. Or you already have been the abuser and then you can Now I'm abused, right? It just, it's, it's possible. Not possible. always, but yeah. Okay, so not always. Have you seen Surviving Death on Netflix? Yes. So they have the reincarnation episodes, which I find so fascinating with the little kids, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. That's the proof I need, right? When a little kid is telling me, uh, yeah. That's that was my mom. That was my no. That I'm your mom. No, that was my mom. Like those are some crazy things. So I I believe in past lives a hundred percent, right? But I felt so I did an Akashic Records class one time too. But to me, it just felt like a psychic reading. Is that what it feels like to you? It feels the same. Do we just calling it different? Or do you actually see a room of records? Like how is your experience with an Akashic reading? So everybody's really different. I will say that, uh, you know, there's a woman named Terry Utena and she claims she actually reads your book. Like she goes really? in the library, she sees your book and she reads from your book. She's pretty amazing. Okay. I can tell you, I don't do that. I didn't realize I was even going into the Akashic records. I okay. didn't know, I, you know, I never worried too much about where I was getting my information, but I finally took an Akashic Records class with Lisa Barnett. And I thought, well, let me just try one and see what it's like and what's happening or whatever. Yeah. And so I did her process and I thought, oh, I guess I've, I've already been doing, doing this. Like a, a lot of people have different tricks. Like you get in the elevator and you push level seven. And, yeah. you know, so there's, all, there's lots of different ways in. But I definitely have been accessing the Akashic Records because how else would I know what I know or get what I get, I, mm -hmm. you know? Do you think Akashic records and past lives are the same thing? Yeah, they are. Okay, because it's to just me, they are. That's what I was thinking. I was just that just came to me yeah. right now. Isn't it kind of the same? Yeah, yeah. And so to me, yes, it feels just like a psychic reading. But for people who, you know, uh, about twenty years ago when Linda Howe wrote her book or whatever, I, from what I hear, the people who were really into that at the time were a little more religious. Okay. And so it's really based in all kinds of prayers and asking for permission and, yeah. and all kinds okay. of stuff. And it was explained to me, I don't know if it's hundred percent true, but it was explained that that's because it came from a more religious standpoint or whatever. So yeah. what I, you know, cause I actually asked Lisa Barnett, what's with all the prayers. Yeah. And that she said that people feel more comfortable with prayer, which I thought was a perfect answer. It gets them into the zone of feeling spiritual or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I, I can totally understand, you know, from that perspective. But to me, it's the same. It's a psychic reading. If I'm looking at your past, if I'm looking at your future, yeah. if I'm looking at your present. And okay. that's what I said I learned when I took that long-term past life class, that it was, for me, it was basically all the same skill. Same skill. Okay, that makes me feel better. Because I'm so analytical, when people say I'm going to go to the Akashic Records, I'm like, okay, so you're going to a place, you're going to see these books. So, so and that, and it's interesting because I teach this in my class because when you're first developing, you can take things really little literal. Yes. Like I would beat myself up so much in the beginning because I couldn't hear. I wasn't clear audience because I thought you would literally hear outside here right here ah, okay not just a thought in your head right so sometimes we or this 
spiritual work, we create these names and things and people who are coming in, it can be so literal to them that that's what they're trying to find that experience, right? So yes. I think it's too important to say that a lot of this is all happening within our minds, within our head, within our subconscious. It's all internal for me, at least it is. Every once in a while, I'll get an external, but I like to tell people. So the Akashic Records, I think is a name people created. Back oh, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's in, you I know? think it's in the Bible. I'm not sure, but it's, it's very old. Yeah. It's really very old. Like the book of life yes. is mentioned in the um, Old Testament. Okay. So I, I think that the Akasha, you know, Terry Uctana talks about that kind of stuff, that that's, it's really, really old. The whole old. topic. Yeah. yeah that's, it really is. So, that's probably why uh, it's ritualistic too. Why you do the prayer, very ritual. Like the old teaching is very ritual on the things you do. You have yeah. To open up you have to do this you have to protect you have like this very right. ritualistic stuff so that makes yes. sense to me anyway <laughs> sorry going on a tangent about akashic records sorry oh no it's fine I, you know i will tell you though that i have gone to see the library you know in my mind i've gone on those okay. journeys i've gone to see the library i've walked in to me it looked a lot like the library with harry potter you know yeah, that's what i picture <laughs> yeah and then recently, the most amazing thing is I was on somebody else's podcast and she asked me if I'd ever done any healing with the Akashic Records. And I'm like, yes. And then I admitted that I had found a healing temple in the library. It's like a healing temple oh. annexed. And she said she'd been there, too. And I was like, oh, oh. that's so validating. Now, here we are thinking we're making it all up and it's really in our imagination. Yes. And she saw a very similar thing. I mean, the front of the building was different or the yeah. front of this extra annex. But we both saw um, a room with a big rotunda, you know, like that opens round ceiling, which is very classic Greek. Greek, yeah. Or Roman. Yeah. And so we've both brought our clients in there. And I was like, you have not. Yes, you have. It's like, we. oh, my gosh. We were so shocked and excited because that was a nice piece of confirmation and that's something that i would need being the analytical woo that i am i need okay i need some validation that i'm not imagining this and i'm not crazy right yeah that's, yeah that was fun that's fun for sure why do you think we need to understand our past lives for this lifetime you know i don't know if you need to okay but Sometimes it really helps explain things that you cannot understand any other way. Like sometimes things just make no sense. Or sometimes you work on a situation and you try to resolve, 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 and you can't resolve it. And you're like, what the heck is this about? I'm right in the middle of learning um, a uh, healing technique that's like an energetic clearing method. And so I was on the chat thing and the woman this woman wrote in she goes I cleared all this stuff about my parents and now I'm loaded with guilt what is that about and I said ask if it's ancestral so that's another thing that can come up okay. uh, is you know the ancestral energy and in fact whatever she was going through in her guilt wasn't hers it was ancestral guilt so that allowed her to clear it so you know the more tools you have mm -hmm. the more chance you have to heal yourself strengthen yourself and move on to get closer to your purpose and what you're really here for. And really, aren't we just here for the healing and the learning? I mean, that's how I look at it. 
That's what I think so too. We boil it down to let's heal, let's learn, let's work towards unconditional love because I think love is the answer, right? For a lot of yeah. things. Well, I was a dating coach for 20 years. I, girl, I was so ready to ask you questions about dating. Oh, after go, ahead. go ahead. Ask oh. me. Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm going to find the answers only because so many of my people, I tell my people, and you tell me how much you resonate with this because I get these questions all the time. Stop looking for the right one and become the right one. Does that resonate with you? Oh my gosh, that's so well said. Here, now I will tell you, I, sometimes people say, when you stop looking, you'll find no, 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 no. That is really bad advice that got me to be 40. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I'm not gonna come knocking on the door. It's not the Amazon guy. No, do not, like, if you're on a dating treadmill and you're miserable, take a break by all means. But I love what you said. You know, that is so true. Be the love you want. Yeah. You know, like, are you the kind of woman that that kind of man that you want is seeking? You know, be not that you should turn yourself into something for somebody else, but be the best person you can, you be. can be. So that means heal. That means do your work. That yes. means be loving, be loving, be kind, loving. you know. Here's one of my favorite stories because I, I, you know, once you do this work for a long time, you have stories. So I was working with a bunch of professional women. So I had a dentist and an insurance salesperson and they were type A women, hardcore, you know, they were very yes. buttoned up businessy. And okay. So I was teaching workshop on flirting. I told them exactly what to do. There were four steps to my flirting homework and they said, we're going out tonight and we're going to try it. I'm like, great. Next class, they came back. They're like, you're not going to believe it. I'm like, what happened? Like, both of us got asked out on a date. They said that never, never happens. Let me tell you why that never used to happen. Because if a guy had the nerve to come up to them in a bar while they're sitting there having a drink, do you think they were nice to him in the past? No, never. Never. Who were you? What do you want? Don't bother us. Yeah. You know, looking down their nose, have an attitude or whatever. But in the flirting homework I gave them, I said, have a little eye contact, yeah. put on a smile, act like you're having a good time and you're happy and try to be friendly. You know, yeah. and so look at that, Eureka. You yeah. know, they both, they said that they had never been asked out in a bar before. And I thought you've probably never been friendly in a bar before either. That's so true. When I'm with my girlfriends, don't come up and at, talk to us. Like, I'm with my girls. Like, leave us alone. Right, so right. You put up this wall, right? Yes. Did you ever use manifesting? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. That's how I got my husband, for sure. I mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. You my know, I was. wrote, and going back to the charms from earlier when we were talking, yeah. I wrote so many little songs. I wrote one with about love potion number nine. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I used the music, but not the words. So I'm just going to sing the first verse because, you know, singing is not my first job. Okay. Do it, I'm do so it. alluring and cosmically. I'm so magnetic, Goodman flock to me. I am in touch with my feminine energy. Right now I'm attracting the perfect man for me. Oh my God. I was dating Love three it. guys named John at the time that I was singing that song. And that was really hard to keep them all apart. Let me tell you. Well, <laughs> sure. Yeah. When I started dating after a, I had like a 15 year uh, relationship that ended and I, I spent eight months alone. I went on a find myself journey to Belize for 30 days. And when I came back, I said, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm, I'm the right one to attract the right one now. Like I feel it, like I've done my work. I'm not gonna bring baggage over, right? I'm not gonna bring Good. trauma over. 
So I did. I wrote a list of exactly what I wanted. Of course. I did. And I got exactly what I asked for. Wow. That's amazing. It is. So be careful what you ask for. Oh, for sure. Make sure you really want that. Right. But it is. And I'm in the most amazing relationship, loving, kind. And it's interesting because I asked for someone who's kind of been through some stuff too. So we can both be at the same level. Right. Yeah. Right? And, and you tell me, are you dating now? Or are you married now? You're married now, right? Oh no. I, I just had my 23rd anniversary. Nice. Well, dating and being spiritual was very much challenging. Well, dating and being a medium, it was very challenging for yeah. me. Right. Yeah. Who do I tell? When do I tell? Yeah. When do I get ghosted? Because I told, right. So yeah. I was very specific in my writing about what I needed from a person who's been through some things so they understand what I do for a living, right? And so it's exactly what I got. So I believe in manifesting, but I believe that I had to go away for a while. So anytime I'm telling like people who've been through a breakup, I was like, you need to spend time with yourself. You need to be alone. Yes. And you need to like yes. yourself being alone. Yes. And you need to do your work. And then you're ready to date. It's like yes. those people who jump, jump, jump. I keep telling yeah. them, you're just repeating pattern after pattern after pattern because yeah. you haven't done the work to heal and learn the lesson, you're still a victim of what everybody's done to you. And you're just going to carry that on. Well, not only that, but I mean, you're, you're hundred percent accurate and right on target, but also you're not um, learning. You're not working on yourself. You're not learning the lessons mm -hmm. and you're trying to fill the hole in your life with a man, which I got to tell you, unfortunately never works. You cannot, but, you know, you cannot get a man to fill any hole in your life or fix your life. You can't. Or any other significant other man, woman, whatever it is, you know, it's not going to work. It, you they, you can't, right. Cause there's just issues. And I'll tell you my situation when I, we moved in together in love, you know, all that stuff. And he's an avid well, he's a teacher and he loves to work out. So after school every day, he goes to the gym. So he doesn't get home. Like, what time is it right now? It's 738. And he's still not home. Right. So he's getting home 8, 830 at night. And at first I was being triggered. Right. Because in my last relationship, I was only able to see that person on a weekend. So I got no life. So I figured, OK, there's something wrong with me, not him. I need to go figure out why I'm being triggered, why I need him to be here, right? But you know what the great thing about him? He knew it was a problem for me, but didn't change it because that's what he needed. And I think yeah. Yeah. I admire him for that because he needs that, right? He needs Right. To, it's important deals, for him. It's important for him. He deals with fifth graders all day long. He needs to go work it out, the stress. Once I understood how important it was for him, it was no longer an issue for me. You know, yeah, and that's communication. That's about talking, but that's about too realize you're in your own shit, your own triggers yes. and what yes. you're to the table. Right. Well, there's so much there to unpack because also he honored his own needs, which is essential. And you respected his needs, which is essential. And you would want that same respect and you would want to honor yourself for what your needs are. And so there's a negotiation. Any good relationship yep. has that back and forth and negotiation. It's not all smooth sailing that makes a good relationship. It's the ability to talk things through, respect each other, honor yourself, know what's right for you, what's right for the other person, and find the middle ground. So well done, Tracy. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a work in progress, but I am learning.
We Learning. all are a work in progress, right? You're in progress until you die. And then you start a new kind of progress. Then we start all over again. <laughs> We're like, what? Exactly. Uh, tell me, what's your favorite manifesting story? Do you have one for yourself? Sure. Yeah, tell me. So uh, my favorite one has to do with my husband. Me? Mine was too. <laughs> because, you know, in all fairness, he might have been a little less, um, he might have been a little more reticent to commit we'll say <laughs> and so i was i mean he was willing to commit to me but i wanted to get married so i decided to write yes another song which i won't bother singing this one um but i wrote a song that was all about how i wanted to marry paul ryan and i wanted to marry him in the fall and i wanted to get a ring and buy a house and then we would get married in the spring so everything that I wrote in my little song and I sang my heart out, boy, you, you, you know, don't doubt it for two seconds because I would panic when I would think I've invested all this time and what if it doesn't work out? I'm like, I can't think about that. <laughs> so I forced myself to just sing my song because when I was singing my song, I was focusing on what I did want, yes. not what I didn't want, which is a key piece of manifesting, right? Yes. So I would just focus on singing the out, singing about the outcome that I wanted. And whenever I sing, it always lifted my spirit. And it also creates a vibration because we're, I don't know, I've heard between 60 and 75% water. So water is a great, um, you know, there's a great sound transfer through yeah. the water. So I, you know, I use singing because it raises your vibration. That's what I'm looking at. So anyway, yeah. everything that I wrote in that song is exactly what happened. Uh-uh. Exactly, exactly what happened. The timing, the whole series, the sequence, everything. It all happened just like that. So um it works. Know, I, well. It works. It all worked out. And I I just feel very lucky. And we've been together for 23 years. And he Aww. he's really sweet. And he's just what I he's just what I needed. You know, sometimes yeah. we'll get in a fight or whatever, and he'll tell me he's not perfect. And and I always tell him, Of course you're not perfect, but you're the perfect man for me. See, that's what it is. That's what we need, right? Yeah. I was still mine too. How did someone throw you away? How did someone, because he's so amazing, like, but he's amazing for me, but maybe not somebody else, right? Because I well, get it. And I think there is a certain amount of appreciation that's gained as you, you know, increase your emotional intelligence. Yes. If, when you do the work on yourself and you really yes. look at yourself and see where you have been a party to some of the things that went on and yes. take responsibility. So you gain a different level of appreciation. You know, I can tell you if I was 25, I don't know if I would have thought he was the perfect man for me. Touche. Yep. Touche. You know, right. not that he isn't totally adorable, <laughs> just, uh, you know, but you know, I don't know. I might've had different ideas back then, but at, you know, once I really looked at what matters most, that's when that's he became the absolute right man for me. Well, I'd love that. I love that. And congratulations on your success with that. Thank you. We're getting married next year. So that's my last chapter as well. Done. Ain't doing it no more. That's it. <laughs> Yay. I want to read some questions from our listeners. Um, Krista, I would love to know what my past life was recently. What should someone do? Should they take a look at what their phobias are, what's kind of going on in their life, what they're struggling oh. with? You know, um, phobias can be a very good indicator. 
it might not be your most immediate past life, but it's definitely something, you know, from a past life. So if you're afraid of drowning, you probably have drowned. I had a bad dream one night after tasting a pomegranate for the first time. And I know I had some life in Persia where some bad stuff happened after eating a pomegranate. You know what oh, I mean? No. So it's definitely, um, there's something there for sure. So it okay. could be, it could be that <coughs> you can just, you can ask your guides, you know, if you're in touch with your guides, you can ask your guides what you need to know about your past. One of the ways that's the strongest to get answers about your past is to pick a particular situation and then ask, where in the past is this affecting my life now? And then sometimes you can get a direct correlation and you might see several lives because we don't always work it out the first time. And that's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. It could take a while. Krista's loving the past life thing. She's got another one. So another question is our past lives that have, okay, blah, blah, blah. Let me read that again. I got tongue tied. Okay. So another question is our past lives that has something to do with our lives now, how things go for us. Okay. So does our past life affect our current life, right? Yes. We thought when we are reincarnated, we move forward and it's a different life. Yes. So how would you explain that? <laughs> that? Well, so let's say in a past life, you embezzled money. Okay. Okay. And then in the next life, and maybe you went to jail. And then in the next life, and I'm making this super simplistic, you know, in the next life, maybe you worked at a jail or maybe you worked as an accountant and you found people who embezzled. You know what I mean? So you're, you might stick around the issue, but take another point of view right. or a different level of involvement or whatever. Or you might find yourself tempted again and decide not going there, right. uh, you know, and not even realizing what's happened in the past. So yeah, those are she, some ways you could look at it. She says she hates things around her neck, but she's oh, been yeah. strangled by her ex this lifetime. So she doesn't know if it's. Well, that's one of those things. That's another indicator that she might've been hung. Okay. Or she's strangled in her past life. So it's a trigger because she's having her, you know, cellular memory. It's hard to understand how this body in this life has anything to do with a body in another life. Mm -hmm. I, it's very hard to understand. So don't try. Just don't know try. that. Yeah. <laughs> because it comes with your consciousness. Like your consciousness keeps getting planted in a okay. new body. So your consciousness brings that memory. And then that it ends up in your cells. Because yeah, your cells have consciousness. That's how it works. Yeah. I'm going to read a comment from Matthew. Matthew's been commenting too. So let me just give him some airtime. Matthew is commenting from YouTube. He goes, I sub in the inner city middle school classroom and do trauma mediumship. Well, good for you, Matthew. Wow. A lot of the times rest in what I love doing outside of work is paramount. Absolutely. I get that. And it took me... A minute to understand that for my significant other because i thought you just want to be home like why don't you want to be home that was my go-to why don't you want to be here with me why don't you want to be home right yeah. yes but i had to really go and understand that that's a need he has and he was controlled in past relationships and that's not the person i want to be right and right. i was i was as well and so we both came into this relationship not wanting to be controlled so those are things we have to work out and talk through. And so when I'm being triggered, I got to say, okay, let's check myself, right? Make sure he's yeah. okay. So good, 
Good for you, Matthew. I hope you keep it up. He also said that he loves his psychic fairs as well. That's where he finds most of the people that need to see him the most with his evidential trauma work. He's so analytical also. So yay, another analytical medium. That's me. <laughs> Let me prove it to you, you know? But yeah. it's something that I'm working on too because I know that that's part of me. I'm very analytical. I need to prove it. And so I'm working on my own readings because our readings can be, we can have our own filter, right? And because oh, of sure. So I'll give you an example. And this has just become apparent to me in my own work. I'm very evidential. So I can go an hour giving you evidence, right? And I know that after probably 15 minutes, they don't need the evidence anymore because, okay, now I believe you. So now I've got to say, okay, now I've got to get into the emotion and the feeling and the messaging more, right? Because I just want to prove it so much. Evidential, evidential, and evidential, and evidential. So I'm having to rethink my own mediumship readings and my own style and do a better blend and get my filter out of the way. So, you know, we're always a work in progress. We're always learning, we're always growing, right? I took, I took a mediumship class and it was really funny because I, I will admit I was not so good at the evidence because... I didn't have enough patience for that because I just wanted to get to the message. Yeah. So it's the exact opposite. It's so funny. And so this woman in my class went, you're cheating. You're, you're cheating. cheating. Your intuition. I'm like, I'm cheating. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh my God. That's me. I'm a cheater. <laughs> I'm cheating. Sorry. <laughs> well, because people will say that and that the mediumship community can be very harsh sometimes. Right. And because if you go, and I've heard it, if you go 100% message, people will accuse you of going intuitively or psychic into the aura instead of going mediumship, right? So that's why I personally think it's a good blend to have both. Have a little bit of evidence, have your messaging, kind of blend it both. At least that's what I'm trying to go for personally, but I can see where that would happen, yeah. <laughs> Anybody have any questions? Let us know. We're at the top of the hour, so we have like 10 minutes left. I think I love how shows just fly by. So if you have any questions for Ronnie or myself or even Cassie behind the scenes over there, just working the magic of keeping our show running, just let us know. We'd be happy to answer anything you have. Um, do you believe anybody can do this kind of work? I always ask everybody. My personal feeling is that everyone is intuitive. Everyone has the ability because it's in your DNA and they have actually found the DNA that have it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they have. My analytical self just went where, where can I find it? <laughs> right next to the analytical DNA. <laughs> so they actually have. So anyway, it's in our, it's coded into our DNA because originally like, uh, you know, who knows what the truth is about, you know, where we came from, where we from, an alien race or did we evolve or whatever. Yeah. We still needed to have that sixth sense to keep us safe. That's where it came from. The sixth sense to keep us safe. You have to know when something's creeping up on you when you're a caveman, right? Yes. Uh -huh. So that was, you know, a big part of it. And then also maintaining that connection to spirit or to God or to nature or to the source of all there is. And so I believe, yes, anybody could do it. There definitely are going to be some people that are better than others. Yeah. And there are going to be some people who have to practice a lot more than others. Absolutely. But I think 
I think it's available to anyone who is genuinely interested and wants to practice. That's my deal. You have to have the want, the desire, the discipline, the development, like all of the D's. I call it the D's, like all those things, right? Yeah. But I could take someone off the street and if you gave me all that, I could make it happen, right? But you got to want to work at it. You got to. Yeah. I've been in this seven years. So for me, I'm kind of still baby. But man, in the beginning, I cried a lot. I wanted to quit. Like, why am I going down this path? Why don't I just work for normal people, work for a living, get my paycheck? That's it. Right? What the heck? Are we crazy? Like, I'm mental, right? Why would people choose this work? <laughs> but there's so much reward in it. And I guess that's what keeps me coming. It's become a passion. And every time I do a reading and I get off, I'm like, okay, this is why we do the work, right? This is why. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. To me, Almost nothing is as much fun. I love when I really make that connection and yeah. I tell somebody something they really wanted to hear or confirm something they already knew or yeah. felt. And uh, I just, I love it. I do too. I, I love totally, it. It's almost as good as chocolate. Oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> oh. better than chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, Krista says, I wish my family would have let me follow with the spirit world. They always told me it wasn't real. I know a lot of us have that. I know when I first started, I don't know about you, Ronnie. I wasn't in a very supportive situation, right? My mom was like, are you crazy? My ex-husband, like, why would you even want to do that? Like, very negative. And at the beginning, I'm so excited that I can actually do this stuff. I was telling everybody and anybody, I've gotten some discernment since then. <laughs> Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. And yeah. in the beginning, I'm like, dude, I can do this. Like, oh my God. And I was telling everybody all the time. Hello, Ward. Hello. But I've gotten some discernment now. I kind of keep it more to myself a little bit. But but yeah, I think we all had that. How was your coming out? Or were you supported it all the time? I have to say, um, I didn't talk too much about my father about it, but he didn't, he knew and he didn't, you know, say anything. And my mother was very supportive. So I was, I was very lucky. I really think I'm here in this life to do, to do this work and have, you know, it, it didn't come easy to me. And I started a long time ago. I really worked at it hard, but then it came in. So, but I'm still trying new things. And, you know, yeah. recently I started talking to plants. Have you done any? I have not done work? plants. Nope. Cause they don't talk back and validate. They do talk back. <laughs> I got to work on that then. <laughs> I'll give you a perfect example. My Ooh. string. Okay. I have a garden and I have string beans. And one year, uh, I love the pole beans that climb up tall. And so they were growing like crazy, but no flowers. And no flowers means no string beans. So I asked them, what's happening? What do you need? And they said, they need ashes. And I'm like, what? So I went and looked it up. Okay. And when you put too much fertilizer, you have oh, too much nitrogen. Yes. And the ashes combat and neutralize too much nitrogen. So there is evidence from plants. All right. I'm rushing out to buy plants now. And then they grew string beans. <laughs> they did. Yes. I love that story. You see? There you go. It's amazing. You know, one of the things I talk about is that you can have an eternal conversation with so many. I mean, I haven't talked to rocks and, uh, you know, people have talked to rocks. I have had conversation with plants. I've talked to people's photographs and they answered. No. Yes. 
you can really, because the energy, you know how there are some um, people who believe that it's captured the soul of, you know, the yeah. being. Oh, it's, they're right. They're right. Yeah. Just like people are, I had the hardest time connecting to crystals and things like that because of my analytical self. Right. But there are people who just love the crystals and love the energy they put off. I'm like, I feel nothing. I hold this crystal and I feel nothing. <laughs> but well, you know, remember that today they're using quartz crystal to hold all of the data on the that big library of information they stuck up on the moon or wherever they really? put that thing, right? It's all quartz crystals, just like it was kind of old from Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, so it's just fascinating to me. I think my purpose has always been mediumship, right? And I and that's okay. Everybody has their purpose and everybody has their thing. Of course. I just, you know, I was one of those that when I got into this work, I knew a lot of people don't know. So they take a whole bunch of classes trying to figure out where their niche is going to be, what their thing is going to be, right? And I just always knew it was mediumship. So I lost my dad when I was really young. And so I just always knew that that was going to be the path. And that was it. That was my path. So I feel like I'm in the right space. Good. But, um, yeah. But I love what I do. And I and I hope you love what you do. And everybody we talk to just loves what they do. And just I think that's the biggest thing is just finding your purpose in life where you love what you do and you feel like you're making your mark, right? I think yeah. that's what we're all trying well, to do. My personal belief is we have more than one purpose. Absolutely. I was meant to be a mess up to my kids. I've learned that was my purpose at one point. <laughs> oh, it's been a fun life, right? All those things we've done, but yeah, that's what I'm learning. <laughs> but. Well, I, I just kind of wanted to add because kind of when I came, and came into the spiritual journey, by the time I actually started telling people about it, yeah. I had already been in it for a couple of years. See? And no, like a lot of people in my family, they're too busy really to like, Worry. like even if they had an opinion, they were like, they're, it, they're, we're all kind of in a space where it's like they can voice it, but it really didn't impact, like it didn't have an impact for me. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, cause really, uh, you know, Tracy, when it's, you, when you and I started connecting and doing more. And then, you know, that's when I actually really started telling people what I did. And, yeah. you know, and then there was one night I remember being in um, Colby's class and we were doing a reading and somebody was bringing up my um, grandfather. Uh -huh. And I was sitting there writing down the information because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of this information. So I went and I asked my mom about it. Yeah. And of course it was like, check the box, check the box. Like every single thing was validated. Nice. And um, my mom goes, what, what, what made you ask these questions? And I was yeah. like, well, I was in this class and, and this was what came up in the reading, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, yeah, I don't really believe in that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, how would I know to ask the questions then? Yeah, exactly. Some people just aren't going to believe, right? No and so for, for me, it was just kind of, it was that moment where my mom was like, because she just didn't really have an answer. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, if it's not, and you know, if, if it's not really yeah, quantify an answer, then, then isn't it the possibility open that it could be true? <laughs> 
Um, but I think that, but I also think at this point, because they've seen how much I've grown, how much I've, how much confidence I've had, um, yeah. the fact that I've kind of sort of settled in yeah. on where it's like, I'm not really out there doing the reading so much as I'm helping other light workers. Like I kind of found my role as being, helping other light workers be, being able to get out there. But that's what you like, right? Yeah. You like the behind the scenes stuff too, mm -hmm. a lot, yeah. Well, so. it, well, and it's so much fun too, cause like whenever I see like one of my clients, like, or I, so like any any of my clients know, like if they post something, I'm like, I'm sharing, I'm sharing. Because I'm also like, that's my person. Like, yeah. that, that, like yeah. look at them go, it's so awesome. And I got to be a part of, of that. So it always makes me, it always makes me really happy to, yeah. you know, to, to, to be on that, that side of it. That side of it. Oh, I love it. It's been a fun show. I can't I believe it's it. almost over. I thought oh, really, it's already eight o'clock. So I thought really quick, can we all pull one card for the collective? Just pull one yeah. and I'll go first while you guys are pulling because I already pulled mine and mine was amazing because it's on topic. These are my cards, messages from above, my own Oracle deck as well. And I pulled the Elevate card. And let me just read what it says. It says, raise your level of thinking to be above this world, not of this world. And we talked about this today, just pulling your perspective out. Get so caught up in what's immediately affecting us. And this goes for everything, like politics, everything. We make decisions based on our own perspective, right? And when it's our own perspective, this is all we're seeing. We're only seeing what's in front of us. So I encourage everybody to zoom out a little bit. It makes it a little bit smaller where you can see all angles, right? So work on perspective, move out of the victim mentality and work on the perspective of zooming out, right? Not everything is about what it's about. I know that makes no sense, but you get me. Sure it does. Okay. It's not always what it's about. There you go. All right. Who's next? What you got? <clears throat> this is a deck I designed called Elemental Wisdom, and that is the Tree of Wisdom. Yay! Get it in this. In the. Yep, I see here. it. And so the thing about this card is, <laughs> it's balance. Yeah. It's balance above and below. It's balance left and right. And the tree has very deep roots, but lots above. And so it's all about staying in balance. So in a way, it kind of dovetails with what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Since you can't see everything, you know, it's like an iceberg, right? Right. They say you're only seeing the tip and there's so much underneath. There's so much we don't know, we can't tell. So reach down to your roots and hold on to your own inner wisdom. There you go. Absolutely. And I think that can make a big difference. For sure. And, and the, the card that I chose going with the tree theme. Is, oh, wow. Is Look the at you. Um, so this is from my Dreams of Gaia. Um card deck and so i love this deck because it's very earthy very elemental and i love that um yeah. that that's kind of the magic i like to work with um and so but i do like this card because it is the choice card and it is all about our choices and our perspectives and 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 do we trust our you know trusting our intuition and and just following our paths very good. And it is, and this card does does also speak to that balance as well. Yeah, yeah, love it. Awesome, huh? So I hope you all got something from our card pool. Thank you, Krista. Thank you, Ward. Thank you, Esther. I missed somebody, Matthew. 
chimed in today. Thank you for everybody who is listening today. And, and I also want to say a special shout out to um, to Sean Mellon. Sean Mellon. Hello, Sean. Sean. Yes. So because as we were sitting here, I saw that he shared our, our podcast to the entire University Magicus group. So thank you so much for sharing. We so appreciate that. Thank we love it. Thank um, you. And I do see a number of my my classmates on here as well from all these classes. So yay! I love you guys. We Thank love you guys. Thank you for always coming on. So Ronnie, where can people find you if they want to book a reading? Find you? What can we do? Okay, you can find me at nevertoolate.biz. T O O for two. Nevertoolate.biz or intuitiveedge.biz. And biz is B I Z. Perfect. And Cassie, where can people find you, my love? So uh, people can find me at Stargazers Unite, stargazersunite.com, um, uh, stargazers.unite across all platforms. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, Tracy, uh, where can they find you? I am the Red Couch Medium on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. So that's where you can find me. But love doing the show with you guys. Thank you so much for being Thank a part you. of it. We went over, so we're going to apologize in advance. But sometimes when we get on a roll, I can't stop talking. That seems to be my problem lately. <laughs> but anyway, we love you. Thank you for coming. And we will see you next time. See you later. Bye.